nerds! Hello, team! You are listening to the Nerdy North. Hi! I'm Kayla. I'm Felicia. Um, and we have a really fun topic to talk about tonight, but we are going to do a uh, little bit of a review for the Barbie movie. Bar- Barbie! Woo! I'm so excited. I uh, love that movie. It's just the joy that it brings me. And the joy that I felt that I got to see it with you. The fact that it worked out <laughs> made me so happy. Ugh. What? Like, I don't even know kind of where to begin. Because I just am so happy about it. Well, I think first and foremost, big congratulations to Greta and her team for hitting a billion dollars. Which is crazy. Insane. Like... Crazy. And I think this is going to be one of those, like, touchstone movies for a mm-hmm. very long time. And a movie that you can really dissect. Like, the more that you kind of think about it and, like, the more that you sort of, like... Well, and so what I've heard, from a, f- I've heard from a few people who've seen it more than one time where it's, like, they've taken different things from it every time that they've seen it, which right. I think is the hallmark of a very well-done movie. Yes. Um. So, I also think this is going to be, like, a very good, like, media literacy litmus test for people. <laughs> The moment that I started, like, I was already excited about it just with the cast and, like, the little yeah. things that I'd yeah. seen, and I love Greta's work. Um, and then I saw the first few angry white men reviews, and I was immediately <laughs> like, oh, Ben Shapiro hates this movie? I'm gonna fucking love it. Right? Exactly. It's like, you know, it's like, he's gonna absolutely hate it. Yeah, and it's like, it was, definitely, it was like ever. a glowing review, realistically. I love... Mm-hmm. The, the Photoshop pictures people were doing of him standing in front of the Barbie poster and he has Ken legs. Well, the fact <laughs> is, is he's standing there talking about how much he hates this movie fully dressed up as a Ken doll. Like, he's wearing <laughs> Ken's outfit from when he's doing the dance routine in the full black outfit. I'm like, you are wearing Ken's yes. outfit. 100%. Or I love it when it's like, I've seen a few TikTok videos where he's like talking about it and I always forget how shrill his voice is. Oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. What's super funny is one of the comments that he made was talking about um, the transgender Barbie. Oh. And he's like, they're just treating her like a woman. And like, her voice is deeper than mine. I was like, yo, my voice is deeper than yours. <laughs> yeah. Let's be realistic here. Born a girl. And I sound more like a dude than you do. But Kick rocks, my guy. 100%. <laughs> So it's like just kind of seeing people dunk on him was like the best part too. It really and just anyone who just did not take away the like the real message or a real message from the movie. Yeah, um, it was actually funny because I found there was a whole bunch of Barbie stuff that came up in the last couple of days of me scrolling Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Which fair enough, um, one of them was the whole Barbie movie. I'm just saying, oh, just Alan. Alan is such yes. just a cute, silly little guy. It's my favorite. It's just such like a male wife, like just like <laughs> all of this like silly goofy stuff about him. And then, and you feel that way yeah. until very close to the end of the movie. Uh, and spoiler alert, he comes out kicking ass. Canonically, yeah. I think he killed somebody. I think so. I'm too. pretty sure he did. So, especially like, yeah, he has the headlock going. Shh, 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 go to sleep, go to sleep. Stop. Um, <laughs> so the fact that Alan is played by Michael Sarah. Perfect. Perfection. Which is the best casting in the world. Um, and every everything about him makes me laugh so hard. Especially the more I think about it. Yeah. The more I think about all of, like, the little things. Because he's the only person that canonically in the entire, like, 
consistently reacts to the narrator. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, and he talks about, like, he knows so much more about the real world than anybody else does. And I'm like, you, sir, there is something going on. And the whole in sync thing. I was about to say. Makes me fucking laugh. I think one of, like, at least something that I haven't seen online too much is, like, it feels like such an underrated joke. Like, it feels like it's just kind of thrown in there, but it's the funniest thing. Absolutely. It's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, like, I, I could watch Kate McKenna do anything all day, every day. Oh my god. She was the perfect choice to be weird, weird Barbie. I think one of the things that I found the strongest, too, is, like, the, the central storyline felt really good yeah but we had side characters that were so integral to the storyline as mm-hmm. well as even if they weren't pushing a lot of the plot forward they they a lot of the world building i think was really done by yeah. the side characters and they were all really perfectly played i agree like i love that we have Barbie, who's a doctor, and that she is transgender, mm-hmm. but she fits so naturally into the world mm-hmm. that, like, unless you're just a cunt, you're not going to think about it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Like, um, and she's so beautiful. I love. I just loved her energy when she was in there. What? I loved when she was interacting with Ken to try to um, distract well, him. Well, you don't have bones. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think a lot of the the negative stuff that I'm hearing about it is people like purposefully missing the point. Right. And it's like, no, the whole, like the, the whole thing is that it's, it sucked. It wasn't perfect before Mm -hmm. because the Kens weren't people. They weren't treated like they people. weren't treated. They were treated as accessories, and we pointed that out. That's probably not a good thing for them to be doing. Yeah, and it was never played for like, haha, look at these dudes. Like it that's was just all you are. Yeah, it was just like, oh, because I noticed watching it, I was like, well, that's a shitty way to treat a person. Yeah, um, or a doll, like another character in a film, and then coming back to the patriarchy, it was like. And, like, and this is the other half of that, where it is, like, it is not great to build an oppressive system mm-hmm. to put either group on top. And you're just mad that it was presented from a female lens. It's the Barbie movie, my guy. Right. Like, who did you think this was going to be about? That's my question. Well, exactly. It's, like, the fact that you don't go in, like, you're, you're going in with, with these expect, like these weird expectations that is going to cater to you. And it's like, if you're feeling attacked, then that says more about you yeah. than anything else. Because, like, for me, like, I love that the punchline was Ken's best day is when Barbie notices him. Yeah. And then it slowly becomes, like, oh, you can see why he's latching on to these very toxic masculine traits because he's trying to feel some type of validation. Yeah. When it's like, you need to validate yourself. It's like, you're just as important. The whole point of it's Barbie and it's Ken. Yeah. It's like, that's the message. You're Kenuff. Yes. <laughs> um, another Tumblr post that I saw about this, and I laughed fucking hysterically, is it is it's this dude who found a whole bunch of one-star reviews mm-hmm. off of the website um, Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. And, like may like changed the tagline from the posters into whatever was like the his favorite oh sentences God. from his one star reviews 
Um, so I took one star reviews of the Barbie movie from Furious Then on Letterboxd and put them onto the poster because it makes the film seem way cooler. Barbie, the feminist agenda will kill us all. <laughs> Barbie, an alienating, dangerous, and perverse film. Barbie, they won't be happy until we are all gay. <laughs> Barbie, a pink acid trip that feels a lot like being slapped in the face by confusingly attractive people. <laughs> Which from beginning to end is a wild sentence. <laughs> it really is. But it's it's brilliant. It is. And like I love how like hard we have leaned into the marketing of like, you are just making it sound more cool. That you really are just helping it. 100%. Especially when you put it in those contexts of like, here's the poster and then here's the tagline. <laughs> Just adds another level to it. It's like, of course I'm going to love this. Yeah. Of course it's going to be a billion dollars. Yes. Yes. Because there really is something for everyone. Like, when you actually stop and think about yeah. it. Like, there is something for women, for, for for the queer community, for men, if you actually stopped and listened to it. Because it's saying you don't... The expectations that anybody has for you... Mm-hmm are not what define you. It's how you want to define yourself yeah. and what makes you feel like a person. Yeah. And maybe just treating everybody like people. And it doesn't it feel gross to have a film where you are not treated like a person, where the representation of you mm-hmm. in some capacity, and in this case, for the fucking first time ever, it's dudes... Yeah. Is not being treated like a person. But more as like the sex object or and like the eye candy. Or just the punchline. Or the, yeah, exactly. That's like, oh, does that not feel nice? Guess what, motherfucker? Like you are getting a teeny tiny, very respectfully done version yeah. of hundreds of years of social hierarchy and uh, basically all of cinema since the beginning of it. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. It's it's great that one thing isn't catered to you. Yeah. Heaven forbid. Not everything has to be about you, for fuck's sakes. Exactly. Uh, I loved it. I am very, very excited for it to be available at home. I'm going to watch it lots. I know I'm going to watch it lots. Another one that I got to was, like, people bringing their little kids. Yeah. And it's, like, my brother and, and then, like, being mad that it was for adults. And it's, like, in... What about that marketing made you think it was for kids? And even if you only saw the marketing and was like, well, it's Barbie. It's like, well, you should be doing, it is not the responsibility of the filmmaker or the movie theater to tell you what is appropriate for your kids or not. Yeah. It is your responsibility to learn that. Do a little bit of fucking research before you take your kids to things. Like you can't get mad that you didn't look up. It's a PG 13 rated movie. Yeah. And you took your eight-year-old to it, and now you're offended. Well, exactly. Well, that's on you, my guy. We even, yeah, like you said, just look at any of the marketing to kind of determine what kind of film this is going to be. Yeah. Like, it kind of sets the tone really quick when the first trailer is a, a spoof on Space Odyssey. And I love that they kept that in there. I thought that was just going to be part uh, of the trailer. So, this was, uh, Neil and I were talking about this. Um, that whole opening sequence, and uh, as somebody, so that is from uh, Planet of the Apes. 
Oh, well, it's the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Oh, okay, I thought it was Space Odyssey because no. it had, like, the big, like... The monolith thing, which is... I get why you thought that, but it's, it is a Planet oh, of the Apes okay. um, It is shot for shot the exact same. It is the same lighting style. It yeah. is the same... Set. Like, the shot. it is a shot for shot. All of the motion action is shot for shot basically the exact same. So Neil is, is my my normal boss. Yeah. Um who is another film geek, which is really good for me because like I get to go and be like, Hey, did you watch this movie? Or he'll come over and be like, I need you talking to you about this one thing. Well, especially as someone who's worked in the Mm. film industry and someone who absolutely adores the film industry and just the knowledge of it. Really fun conversation because he saw it the other day. Amazing. Yeah. Loved it. He was very happy. Ah, but yeah, I have nothing but great things to say about the Barbie movie. I think even just like the inclusion of Will Ferrell, too as like the the human ceo <laughs> the, the, the moment that we walk into the mattel boardroom <laughs> and it is just 20 dudes <laughs> it's like like this is the dream being a girl and it's like holy shit and it's it's funny because it is very true this is specifically for mattel Mattel was ran and like fully like basically their entire board for like a good 10 year stretch was dudes was just a whole bunch of dudes wow um the deep cut barbies that they had in there oh yeah with the with Fucking your barbie so funny <laughs> sugar daddy ken oh uh, no the this one is that... sugar and this is but i am not am i her daddy yeah so funny a magic earring can is such a great deep cut. And I just wish we'd seen more of him. Yes. Um, the TV TV Barbie. Uh, I have a TV in my back. Who wants that? Yeah, like, who <laughs> wants this? The the growing up skipper that grows oh, boobs. Oh, yes. Um, I just, I love how many of the Barbies are very specific. I also love... John Cena's cameo in the movie. Oh my god, fucking kills me. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, no, everything, like, I just think it was so thoughtful in the way that they handled everything. Yeah. And they were really, like, referential to all these things that are very, very girl growing up. Oh, yeah. America Ferrer's speech in that movie is incredible. I could listen to it every day. I think every woman should listen to it every day. Uh, just, like, pump yourself up for existing. Well, yeah, it just it speaks volumes how much, how painfully accurate it is. Well, and that's the craziest thing is it's just like, for people who don't understand, it's like, listen to that speech with any woman in your life mm-hmm. and ask her if any part of it feels correct. And almost any of them, unless they are fucking delusional, will be like, yeah, most of this applies directly to me. Yeah. In some capacity, some yeah. way, shape, or form, it's going to hit you. And it just shows how good the writing is, how great the acting is, yeah. to be able to deliver that as passionately as America Ferrera did. Yes. Loved her. Loved that. Um, I just, I just, it's so good. It's so good. I think one of my favorite jokes was, um, just makes me giggle every time I think about it. It's like, Ruth Go- Ghost just haunts the 17th floor. <laughs> Just like, just like, that's it. Just like the throwaway, like little, <laughs> little quip. I found out recently, just in like watching stuff about it later. 
because my one of my favorite moments in the entire movie is after they have turned it into the kendom and ken has <laughs> taken over barbie's house this is mojo dojo casa house yeah um which fucking makes me giggle every time because <laughs> it brings home it brings forward a very specific image of what a house is and it's like oh no like that's a dude's house that is just like a regular dude's house um is when barbie goes to talk to him and he's like yeah i, I have time and like just give me a second and he pops around the corner and just yells sublime <laughs> Because I, on top of just it being the funniest fucking line, it was improvised. <laughs> was it really? Apparently, they did a bunch of different takes of him saying different shit on each one of those takes. And he's like, I don't even remember some of the other stuff I said, but I did not think that was the one that they were going to take. But they there was so, overs. but there was apparently like Margot and her were saying, she was like, she was like, there were so many of them that there was no way we could have used them because I started laughing. <laughs> Which, fair enough. Absolutely. Um, Another little thing. Um, one, one, one way Margot got uh, Ryan Gosling to be in the film was she promised him a gift every day. So she did that. So he would come, come to his dressing room. There was a pink wrapped gift for him. And one of them was actually the horse book that they actually used in in the film. That's cur- That's incredible. And even his line of like, when I found out the pink jerky had nothing to do with horses, I lost interest. Like, I definitely <laughs> lost interest. Um, which makes me, it's so hysterical that that, like, just, that's the way his brain worked. Um, also, another thing that Neil and I have mentioned is just like how, he's like how some of the digs, it's like, they hurt, not in the bad way. But just because he's like, oh, no, like, oh, that's me. Like, I feel that. I am that dude. And it was specifically when they were talking about the Godfather. Because he is such, like, a film nerd. And he's like, I'm that guy. <laughs> like, I have done that to girls. That killed me. Which we were is... watching it together and you were just lost your shit. And and because like... I love the movie The Godfather. Like, do not get me wrong. It is an incredible film. But I did theater school which means i know a lot of film nerds mm-hmm. um and on more than one occasion i had like film student nerds and like tech guys and like theater department people right that were trying to fuck me be like do you want to come over and watch a movie and i'm like yeah whatever like we're pals and like more on more than one occasion i would get asked do you want to watch the godfather like, have you seen the godfather <laughs> or like well, you know, like, what was the other one? They'd, American Psycho. They'd ask oh, me to watch, yeah. which is a good movie. Yeah. Um, Fight Club. Again, <laughs> good movie. But they would treat it as if I've never seen a film before in my life, mm-hmm. let alone most of the time, I know more than you. <laughs> like, so it happened a lot. So it was very funny to have Neil be like, oh, no, like, I was that dude. And I died. It was so funny. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you ever had a dude like try to mansplain a film while you're watching it? Like all the time. Right? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> As if I haven't seen this already or know more about it than you, but like sure. And I will like openly admit like there's been movies a bit as like I watched with him. Yeah. That I've not seen that he's like, oh this is really great. But he also doesn't sit there and just be like, well, you know, like this is why this is this way. He'll be like, You see that car? Apparently. There was only, like, 20 of them in existence. Like, that's, like, his niche thing. Yeah. Um, 
which is not annoying. I do find it more annoying when somebody mansplains a movie to me or when somebody asks me questions about a movie is if I fucking directed it. My mom does that to me. She's like, who's that? What's happening? And I'm like, I also don't know. We're finding out together. It's like, we're on this journey together. I don't know why you think that I am a credited writer. Yeah. Because I'm not. Like, I have nothing to do with this production and I need you to shh. There is a, like, a very big difference between someone sharing something that I love with you mm-hmm. and sharing that excitement and like you said mansplaining yes there is a very clear distinction and you need to shut the fuck up if you're doing the latter yes <laughs> yes you do if I have questions I'll ask if we're finding out together just shut the fuck up <laughs> exactly I'm talking specifically to like men not your mom <laughs> I just need to I need to specify that that's fair uh, <laughs> I understand not wanting to throw that energy at my mother. So, because mom just got home from Calgary. This oh. is a, this is a sidebar, but yeah. you're gonna find this very funny. So she got home Saturday because she flew down to Calgary and then her and Dustin went and drove around California for a couple weeks. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, that's amazing. So she just got home, but so she calls me and she was supposed to be like they had plans to like go out for dinner while they were still in town before they went back out to my brother's house. And she calls me really late, and I was like, oh, like, are you, like, are you back at Dustin's house now? And she's like, no, I'm just leaving the airport. And I was like, what the, why are you mad? And she's like, yeah, I've been there for, like, three hours since after we landed, because they lost my bag. <gasps> oh, no. And she's like, I leave for uh, LA at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And I was like, okay, I don't know why you want, what, what do you want me to do? But she's like, I just want you to listen to me. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. <laughs> and she goes on this huge tirade about... What she like, and she's like, oh, and the fucking, she's like, and that girl at the check, like the baggage counter was making me so mad. She's like, I made her cry. And I was like, I am not surprised. Because <laughs> my mom is a very lovely person. Like, most people that meet my mom really, really like her. Yeah. But like, she is very, she, she knows what she wants and refuses to accept even slightly less than that, which is nice, but it's also very intimidating. And she can be a little bit of, right. she's a Karen in the best way possible. Like she's never outrightly mean to somebody unless yeah. they have already inconvenienced her. And even then it takes a lot for her to be a full <laughs> bitch, but she's particular. That is how I always tell it. No, that's, so the, that's yeah. fair. She's so a she very, you're traveling. Yeah. She's a very particular person. And they're like, well you, and then they're like, well, you're going to have to talk to WestJet. She's like, no, you're going to have to talk to WestJet because you lost my bag. I didn't lose shit. <laughs> No, that's absolutely fair and also very <laughs> concerning that it's WestJet. No, do you want to know? Aaron didn't put her bag on the flight from here. They left her bag here in Whitehorse. Oh, no. Uh, so she's like, and they're like, well, it's not like they're, the next flight in to Calgary didn't get in till 1040 in the morning. And my mom's flight left at eight at 10. God damn it. So she's like, no, no. You're figuring out how to fix this. Yeah. I don't care what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, she got her bag. Good. Good. <laughs> it was, it didn't come with her. Right. But it arrived after she got to LA, which was fine. But as long as she got it. She did. They, had, they had about a three hour window when she landed before her bag got there. But that's fine. <laughs> I just can't believe she's on the phone with me and just casually. Yeah. I made the checkout girl cry. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't make people doing their jobs cry. She's like, well, she sucks at her job. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't mean you have to make her cry. 
She's like, I wasn't meaning to make her cry, but I was mad. It's like, yeah, fair enough. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> the Barbie <gasps> movie was wonderful and amazing. Um, I give it 10 out of 10 sublimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely give it like 10 Barbie dream houses. Yes. Out of 10 Mojo Dojo. Dojo Casa houses. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that to now be a thing. It is. Have it's, they actually made it? Not, not like. Oh, okay. But there is a lot of conversation on the internet about what constitutes a Mojo Dojo Casa house. Amazing. I, uh, I also feel there was a very funny, like, short-lived, unfortunately, trend on TikTok of people being like, "This is my Ken. His name is this." <laughs> His job is, and just like the <laughs> shittiest description of what he does. Um, like I saw someone's like, this is my Ken. His name is John. His job is desk. Because he just works at a desk at other house. And like, the, just like a whole series of them. And they made me giggle every time. They were, they were excellent. Amazing. The memes from this movie alone were worth, and it's like, it's not yes. even just memeable. It's just a good movie. Yeah. Because you can have a terrible movie that's memeable. See Morbius. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting all cozy. Just flinging myself around on the chair trying to get myself comfortable. Um, so yeah, so I think that's probably a good little yeah. quick and dirty how much we love Barbie. Absolutely. Uh, do we want to quickly talk about what we are going to do this episode before we take a quick break? Yes, we should. Um, I... I came up with the idea because I kind of forgot about it, but um, there are dark theories about our favorite cartoons and animated films that I thought we could discuss and, I don't know, do it like a top something. Yeah, I think we're just going to bring up some of like our the gems of the cartoon conspiracy theory. Yeah. Sub Subcategory. Because some of the things that people have thought of are balls to the walls insane. Yeah, it's a it's a, a gigantic reach. For oh yeah, things. like you are, <laughs> you are Mister Fantasticking out to that, and I love that for you. Yeah, I do not agree, <laughs> but yummy, yummy, goofy, silly. Yeah, absolutely into it. That's what, what our main discuss discussion is. Excellent. Okay, we're gonna start a new segment, so we will be right back. We're back. All right. Um, do you want to start since you were the one who came up with this idea? Yeah, I think the one I'll start with that I was proven incorrect by the, the creator himself, and uh, I just never liked anyways, <laughs> uh, was um, oh, shit. A Spirited Way uh, features like it's, it's, it's about sex work or like tra child trafficking because of the bathhouses. If someone came up with this, like, yeah, I remember, like, reading that. I'm like, there's no way. Like, not that I thought it was true at all, but yeah. just, like, a, such a reach of a, of a theory. Yeah, and it was, like, no, it's just, like, bathhouses like that, like, they're just a very typical part of Japanese culture. Yeah. Um, like, hot springs houses and bathhouses like that, because they're fed by natural hot springs. Yeah. Um, so, like, Miyazaki um, came forward, I think someone asked him, and he's like, no. 
Like this was about child wonderment because like like he, I think it was either his granddaughter or goddaughter that he was just was inspired to create the story for. Yeah. So that's one thing that was like <laughs> was always my least favorite one. Was I'm like, no, it's not that was a, a giant giant reach. That's not true. Yeah. Um I guess the first one that I'll talk about is Ed Ed and Eddie. Oh yeah, I was just I just saw that one. Um so the the go like the theory that people have come up with is that Ed Ed and Eddie are all already dead. Yeah. And that this like all of the kids on the street are and that they are living in a form of purgatory, which is one of the reasons that like the physics don't make sense in the show and like the kids are all kind of like weird looking and have like very strange specific quirks and that you never really see any of their parents. Right. I have, like, discolorations in their skin and, like, their tongues and stuff. And that, if you look, like, none of the kids look like they're dressed from the same time. As they're all kids from different eras is the going thing. I do not think that they needed to reach so far to do, like, an explanation as to what's happening. Because of just the era of of cartoons is. But I think it's a fun theory. I don't think it's true, but I do think it's a fun theory. Yeah, absolutely. That's a pretty good one. Uh, one I just read was Winnie the Pooh and friends have serious psychological disorders. See, and the one that I had heard about that is that each of them represent a different psychological disorder. I think that's what maybe I think the wording of that headline yeah. is a bit off, what they were trying to say. So it's like Eeyore is supposedly suffering from depression, Piglet has anxiety, Owl is dyslexic, and the list goes on. Yeah. Uh, Pooh is said to have a learning disability from bumping his head while being dragged around by Christopher Robin <laughs> in his teddy bear state. See, and like there's so many variations of that where yeah. it is like, because the one that I had was that he he is eating disorders. Oh, because of the honey. Because mm-hmm. of it, like the only focus in his life being food. Right. Okay. Um, And that like Kanga and Rue um, are... Is it like separation? Uh, I think it's for Rue is separation anxiety. And for her mom's like post... Uh, oh. Uh, postnatal. Yeah. You know, the thing where you have a fucking terrible time after... Postpartum depression. Thank you very much. Alright, well while you're looking that up, one that I found that I thought was hilarious... But just, like, just because they're made by the same studio does not mean that they exist in the same universe. And that is that, well, they, I know that they exist in the same universe, they've had crossovers, is that the Jetsons mm-hmm. and the Flintstones are happening at the same time. Oh, I think I've heard that too. Where, which is one of the reasons, and it's all post-apocalypse. Right. Which is why the Jetsons, like, the Jetsons are doing space exploration, and they're the Flintstones of a colonized planet. Oh. And so you have the Jetsons with all of the tech, but then it makes more sense as to why the yeah. Flintstones have like variations of modern technology. Okay. Oh, I kind of like that one. Mm-hmm, it's fun. It is fun. Because like you said, they have done crossovers, so it's not like a total breach. Yeah. Um, okay, I found a list. So Winnie the Pooh is impulsive disease eating disorder. Yep. Piglet is 
uh, generalized anxiety disorder. Eeyore is depressed uh, depression. Rabbit is obsessive uh, compulsive obsessive disorder. disorder yeah. OCD. Owl dyslexic. Uh, Tigger shocking ADHD. Kanka social anxiety disorder. Yep. Rue autism spectrum disorder. And Christopher Robin is schizophrenia. It is believed that uh, all of the talking animal characters above are manifested depending on Christopher's mood. Oh. Yeah, I remember it was something to do with, with Christopher. It just wasn't on the list that I looked at. Yeah. But um, I remember I was feeling kind of sad <laughs> after that one. Yeah, I don't... That one's tough, because it's like, I don't think that that was the intention, but I get why it could be read that way. Yeah. I definitely don't think it was the intention of the the original creator or anything. Like you said, it's just another child wonderment story. Yeah. Um, and where it is, it's exploring big feelings through yeah. these different characters. Yeah. But I, I definitely don't think it was meant to manifest into those those moments. Yeah. Or into those disorders, but... It was one of the, the darker ones that I remember like hearing about before. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I can see it, and that's why I don't like it. All right. Let's see. Somebody in, in that same vein, yeah. I saw one where it was the characters of SpongeBob represent the seven deadly sins. Oh, I saw a little thing on SpongeBob. But I didn't read it because I was like, I'll get to that after. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And it's like, um, Mr. Krabs is greed. Mm -hmm. Sandy is pride. Okay. Patrick is sloth. Makes sense. Gary is gluttony. Plankton is envy. Yeah. Um, and Squidward is wrath. And then Pearl is lust. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. What would SpongeBob be? He is not any of them. There is, there's argument about him being lust as a, like, lust for life. Oh, So it okay. could be either him or Pearl. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I kind of like it, though, because, like you said, you, you can kind of see in each character. Not that I'm, like, like, I've never been a huge SpongeBob fan, to be honest. No. It definitely was, like, just before... It was just after my time and, like, right into my nieces when they were born and stuff like that, so they grew up with SpongeBob, and I'm like, I hate it. Fair. Not my thing. <laughs> I just found it so annoying. Sometimes, like, I like the movie. I thought that was kind of funny, but... There are bits in SpongeBob that are very funny. Yeah. And then there is a lot of stuff in SpongeBob that is just annoying. Alright, what do you got for me? I guess the one that always stuck out to mine, um... Would be, uh, the Rugrats are all in Angelica's imagination. That ruined me for a long time. Yeah. I was like, why would you even suggest that? So we're gonna ruin it for you. <laughs> if you don't know this theory, congratulations. Sucks to be joining us now. Um, so it says, this theory argues that Angelica and Dale are the only real children in the entire Rugrats series. Um, so why would Angelica uh, dream up a bunch of babies to boss around? Well, it seems that the kids weren't always imaginary. In fact, many fans think at one point all of the babies did exist. Supposedly, Tommy was a stillborn, which is why Stu is so obsessed with making toys. Dale and Lil were actually ab aborted, and because Angelica, Angelica didn't know the sex she made up to paternal twins, 
and Chucky is also dead, explaining his father's constant anxiety over his son's safety. It's like, oh god. Yeah, and it was like, and it was that he, like, Chucky had, the reason he's like the most mature looking of the babies is because he was the one that was actually born. Oh, okay. Right? He probably died after being yeah, born. Yeah, which is another reason why it's he's such a worry wart and so nervous and his dad is so nervous. Is right. Because that's the only one that actually was like a living, breathing child. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Super, super depressing, super sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a real fucking bummer. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised this isn't the number one option. I'm kind of concerned of what could be <laughs> for this one, at least. Oh, goodness. That's always, like, the, the nerve-wracking thing where it's like, well, this is the worst one that I can think of, so what are you going to tell me? Yeah. So it's, like, a pretty small one that I just found out... It came up, weirdly enough, it came up on my TikTok, and it was uh, a theory about Moana. Oh, I haven't heard this. Uh, And it was that Moana didn't survive the boat crash. Oh. Um, And that Maui was bringing her spirit to to Te Fiti for her to live in her paradise. Oh. That's interesting. I've never heard that at all. I, it was the first time that I had heard it. And I was like, well, that's a fucking... That's a bummer. Yeah, all that's... of these are bummer. Like, none of these are going to make the stories seem more fun. No. Like I said, this is, like, the dark theories for these... Darker beard. Um, yeah. It can go either way. Like, there was one that I just saw that was, like... Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus is a Time Lord. Yes. So it's like, I've heard that as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the magic school bus is like... Is the, her TARDIS? Is her TARDIS, and she takes the kids on the adventures and stuff like that. So I like that one. That was kind of like more fun and wacky. Um, I do really love... Uh, I saw this video of somebody explaining... Like, they were like, do you not remember how happy and excited you were when I was like, it's a magic school bus day in school and we're going to watch the magic school bus because you learned all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But somebody's like, uh, <laughs> so this dude was like, we all loved it. But now as like an adult and he does scientific research. Right. He's like, so for me, like I watched it again recently. It's like, they'd be dead so many times over and like breaks <laughs> down every time over the course of this show that these kids would just be fucking dead. Yeah. And it was brilliant. That goes through and it's like, yeah. Because it's the thing that you think is the most dangerous thing in this one. It's them going to space. Yeah, like the the moment where he takes his helmet off and his head freezes. Yeah. It's like, that one is the one you are most likely to survive. All of these other things that they do that are acted, like everybody acts like are no problem. Immediate death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I always think of the time when it was like I I remember I remember the episode and never thinking about it but it's like when they're like following the salmon and they go into the salmon egg there's and so like... many weird fucking things that now I'm like maybe don't do that <laughs> I just think you're getting of... spermed on by an egg yeah. or by a salmon like you're literally getting salmon load spewed all over you <laughs> hate it hate it i hate that i said that yeah but i hate more that it happened it's the same thing as like your classmate is sick so enter his body against his will 
What? Yeah. And don't tell him. Don't tell him about it either. And he he never knows. They never address it. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, no, he never finds out that they were inside him. Which feels very gross. It does. Especially when it's said that way. <laughs> but it's also, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot wrong with it the more you think about it. <laughs> I will, like, some of the stuff that I learned... Well, like, I remember very specific facts from that show. But there's definitely some shit where I'm like, I watch it now and I'm like, oh, this, this is not age well. No. Uh, kind of sticking to the Disney theme, um, Peter Pan is the angel of death. I have heard something similar. I don't know this one specifically. Uh, it says, like many children's cartoons, Peter Pan was a story in its own right long before it saw animated, the animating room. Uh, the classic story by James Barry actually opens with all, cho- all children, yeah, wow. all children except one grow up. This was a reference to Peter Pan, a uh, uh, possible reference to Barry's younger brother who died as a child. Oh. Uh, the original story, Peter Pan actually killed the Lost Boys when they became adults, which is why nobody ever grew up in Neverland. Fast forward to the modern version of Peter Pan, um, the dark origin is still present. I do fucking just, like, absolutely adore how, how many really terribly dark things are in, like, are the original versions of Children's, because yeah. they were all... Like cautionary tales, right? Like it's like these are meant to scare you into like being a better person, right? Um. So the sanitized versions of them now, people are like going back in to find the creepy stuff, and it's like if you just read the original story, it's creeper than anything you could fucking think of. It's right there, and I would love if they actually adapted those original stories into something. Whether but it's there's definitely like some of those things where I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Not, like, not all stories, but some of them. Um, like, Cinderella, what happens at the end oh. of Cinderella is so much more fucked up than almost anything. When they are trying to convince, the prince comes with the shoes. Yeah, okay, I think I know where you're going. Uh, and his stepsisters, in an attempt to fit into the shoes to be the princess, cut off pieces of their feet? Yeah. Fuck that immediately absolutely not it's the same thing as like snow white making her mother dance on hot coals forever oh i think i ariel turns into sea foam she also cuts out her own tongue yeah like it's just like oh no this is not this is not good that's why i think for those ones i'd rather see like a dark animated one versus live action i'm sure someone could do like a great job but um yeah i've I've definitely I remember in high school, one of our research papers, I wanted to do like the actual origins of a lot of the either poems or stories. And I just couldn't find more evidence that wasn't online to do like proper research. So I was disappointed. That's a bummer. It's like Ring Around the Rosie is actually about like the Black Plague. I, yeah, like it's. I think Jack, Jack and Jill was about. Was it King Edward? No, King Richard? Who was the one with all the wives? Wasn't it about him? Uh, Henry. King Henry VIII. Yeah, I think it was about him and Anne Boleyn? Maybe. 
it's, I don't know off the top of my head. Right. You have to remember, he killed six women. Yes. So. Yes. I know it was one of the kings back in the day, and it was about him. It was like Jack and Jill went up the hill. Oh. Oh, I just found a real good one. Oh, tell me. This crazy theory about Professor Utonium from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh. A transgender kid who was tormented by his older brother growing up. His brother almost beat him to death when he caught him in his <gasps> heels. The older brother then grew up to be a world-famous scientist who had a wife who died delivering triplets. Oh, no. The girl, who her brother insists is a man, found love and invited the brother to the wedding. Brother refused to acknowledge... Um, the sister, her, him as his sister, like her as his sister, kidnapped her, took her to the lab, tested cures to figure out what disease it was until she finally died on the table. Brother painted the corpse red and planted horns, replaced her legs with that of a goat, her hand with the claw of a lobster. Wanted everyone to see his sister as the devil that he believed she was <gasps> and left her in the middle of town. Oh, that's um, fucked. The cure contained the new chemical that he was testing to fix her woke up different, which ended up being the chemical that he spilled on the girls. Chemical X. So the, the whole theory yeah. is, is that he created him. Oh. Whoa. That's fucking crazy. I've never heard that at I all. I have never heard that one either, which is why I made that face. I was like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, because I've seen the one, like... I saw something about the Powerpuff Girls, but it was just... The I've color. also seen one where it is Professor Tonium is Samurai Jack. Yes, that one. Yeah. I've seen that one, too. I'm like, oh. No, this was a new one. But that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh... One of the ones that has, like, a lot of theories about, which makes sense just because of, like, the tone of the show. Have you watched Adventure Time? Uh, actually, I haven't. You need to. Adventure Time is great. I do. I really do need to. I don't uh, know how I wait. Like, I don't know how you have not seen it yet either. Because Adventure Time is fantastic. Uh, it's so good. It is weird in the best ways possible, and it has these like really uplifting, like lovely moments of like mm. real human connection, and also a song about making pancakes with bacon in them. Like, that's, like, a, an active thing that sticks in my brain forever. But also about, like, learning to love yourself and being, like, like, there's all of these moments of, like, these characters that you think you know everything about. And then, like, something is revealed about, it's like, oh, like, you are a tragically flawed person. Right. Um, and, like, the mystery, it starts off as, like, this fun fun mythical land and then as more stuff gets revealed through and this is canonically in the show you learn it's like oh no like this was like regular earth and we fucked it up really bad oh um so there's a couple really interesting theories based on like the things that get revealed through the show yeah one of them was the nuclear fallout um theory uh adventure time is is set in a post-apocalyptic world we know that because there's episodes to dedicate to it uh, the basic information that we get from the from get that is there are only two characters in this world that have survived from the apocalypse till now and know exactly what happened. Oh, uh, one of them is completely crazy, completely lost their mind, but the other one is sane and remembers everything to do with it. 
Um, everyone in the world becomes a mutant, and therefore they form the nation of Ooh, um, because there's a lot of radiation. So life length and the strangeness of the candy, like of the characters, because like the main area that we focus on, especially the beginning of the story, is the Candy Kingdom, which are all living candy people. It's like so it's explained by the radiation and the the formation of the yeah. nation of Ooh in this like weird gooey soup that made all these weird people. Um the show is a puzzle for all of the rule, like for everybody, and there's like a lot of different like who actually caused it, which is we don't get all of that revealed to us. So there's a lot of really fun theories that come out of Adventure Time. I think oh, you'd really like it. Okay. I definitely have always meant to watch it and then I think I just kind of fall off. Like even kind of like Steven's universe. I've seen it. I've just never seen it as like a whole series. I love Steven Universe. And I do remember it was like some like the artwork is beautiful and everything like that. Rebecca Sugar, it makes beautiful, heartfelt stories. That's the creator. Right. Of Steven Universe. Did they, um, are they also the ones who did, uh, She-Ra? Um, the, the I think she had, Netflix show? I think she had a hand in it, but I don't think they, they, she did it okay. by herself. I think some of the, maybe some of the artwork kind of seems yeah. similar to me. I think you'd also really like Bee and Puppycat. Bee and Puppycat? Yeah, it's on, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Oh, I think you told me about it once before. Mm -hmm. Ari and I watch it best known for her for Steven Universe. Uh, she was also a writer on Adventure Time. Oh, okay. Uh, she's done lots of like music video stuff. And she also like the she's sang a couple of the songs in the show. Oh cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. She's just they're uh, oh they sorry they came out as non-binary. They are really wonderful. Perfect. Artists, fantastic, amazing work. One day I will catch up on all of it. <laughs> People really, like, go, take, all go all out for the weird shit they find in shows. They really do. And, uh, I don't know, I've never, I've never, I guess I've never really deep-dived. <laughs> You've never pepe silvered? No. Like, created a storyboard? <laughs> not, not to my knowledge. I think the only time I've ever been like, this is, conspiracy theory is real, is my, my one for, um, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Where it's like you perp they purposely released Ugly Sonic so they had more time to work on it. I mean, because <laughs> there's I I can't I strongly cannot believe that they would approve approve <laughs> that design. It was bad. It was really bad. Have you seen Chippendale the movie? No. Oh, you have to. It was a pretty good reference. <laughs> I've seen the reference to it. Okay. But I think it's just because I've seen a lot of, like, the weird-ass fucking Sonic comics on the internet. Right. Which are a night... If you want to find, like, the weirdest TV show lore and, like, creepypastas... The Sonic fandom... Creepypastas, that's what they're called! <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! I'm like, I know what I have to do with noodles. <laughs> Well, I was like, it can't be creepypastas, because, like, there are some creepypastas about TV shows. Yeah. But, like, a lot of creepypastas are just generally spooky stories. I think that's what I was, like, that's where I heard it the first time with the, the Rugrats was through that. That makes so much more sense. Because I could not figure out <laughs> what the fuck you meant about, like, you know, like, cartoon spaghetti. 
And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then you just casually drop it. <laughs> I didn't think that's what it meant. I didn't think that's what you're talking about. Oh, amazing. Um, but yeah, so if you ever want, like, the craziest, creepiest cartoon, like, lore or, like, conspiracy theory stuff, the Sonic fandom is fucked up. They're a mess in, like, a haunted-to-their-soul kind of way. Right. Like, not the Zootopia abortion comic haunted, but, like, pretty close. That is a whole other thing that we need to discuss. <laughs> we don't have to discuss it on here, because I don't want to put any of you through that. Even me saying those words on a recording is terrifying to me. Um, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Well, Kayla just made my day. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, baby. All right, let's take a quick, quick pause, and then we can do another deep dive on some of the cartoons that we want to ruin for everybody. Now that I have the actual term <laughs> or name of it. <laughs> so funny. We'll be back. <laughs> Excellent. Now that you know what you're actually meant to be talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the, I think the the cre the only main creepy pasta that I can think of is like of course Slender Man. Yeah, it's like the, the uh, to me that was like one of the biggest stories ever um, from that <laughs> from that whole that whole. There's story. like a lot of relatively famous creepypastas or like right. stuff that's come out of creepypastas but the big one for cartoons on there is like lost episodes oh which is like a whole subcategory of creepypastas and there's a few shows that supposedly have like horrifying lost episodes that people remember or like people rumor are true like one it's a spongebob one where after squidward plays a concert uh, and everybody boos him he kills himself Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I have completely missed all of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really thought all these dark like theories were on creepypasta. No, so. no. Um, let's see, is there? Do I have any other good ones? I found one. Ooh, tell um, me. Boo from Monsters Inc. is the witch and brave. Yes, I have heard that one, and it's it's not creepy so much as it's dark is it's yeah. just so fucking sad yeah so the whole premise is boo has been trying to find sully this entire time as she's growing up mm -hmm. and she got stuck in the past because she learns about how to make the doors yeah she knows how to make the doors but okay. she can't figure out how to make the doors to go where she's trying to go yeah so that one made me kind of, I remember always thinking like, that's actually more tragic than anything. Um, uh, just crazy cartoon theories. Uh, I saw, saw one after Frozen came out that uh, Anna and Elsa's parents are also Tarzan's parents. Oh. And that the shipwreck that they were in was the shipwreck that Tarzan's parents were in. That Yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of those like kind of like interlocking where you can kind of see it, but you don't know if it's like real or not. Yeah. Um, 
And it's also the same ship that Ariel goes into in the beginning of The Little Mermaid. Oh, there's one I just... Oh, oh this is another Frozen-themed one. Is that Hans wasn't actually a bad guy. He got cursed by the trolls when they sang Fixer Upper. Oh. Uh, to get the fiance out of the way. Because we know... Because that's it's only after that point... Mm-hmm that he starts to act at all out of character, like, and at all, like, he's scheming or doing anything, right? Yeah. So. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I also read one back to Disney, I guess. um, Hook is the one that killed Ariel's mom. I have not heard that one. Yeah, but apparently there's like a, a glimpse of one of the mermaids in Peter Pan that looks like that could be Ariel Ariel's mom, and that he's the one that actually the hook killed her. This is not a cartoon, but this is a um a very popular movie for children. Yeah. Is the Willy Wonka theory. Oh. Have you seen the movie Snowpiercer? <laughs> With Chris Evans on the train? Yes. There is a theory that Snowpiercer is actually a sequel to the Willy Wonka movie. And that Wilford is actually the adult Charlie who changed his name to be more Wonka-like. Oh my god. Let me find the rest of it because this is just like a (laughs) snippet of it. Um, And it is fucking crazy. Uh, Yeah. Both Willy Wonka and Snowpiercer are about groups of people traveling through a fantastical structure one by one. Each room, someone is lost, and the group is forced to continue on without them until only one person remains. The That person then finds out this entire journey was an elaborate test concocted by wealthy industrialists to find a successor. In Willy Wonka, Charlie Bucket is the one who makes it through in order to inherit the chocolate factory. Um, in Snowpiercer, Curtis Everett makes it to in the end where Wilfred offers him the role of caretaker of the train's engine. Oh, wow. Uh, they both deal with economic class structure. Yeah, it's going to say, like, the Snowpiercer one could definitely be, like, the outskirts of where Willy Wonka is, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like, the basic thing is that... With this in mind, Charlie Bucket, who is now known as Wilfred Wonka, uses the same tactics and skills that he learned from his mentor to create a world of decadence and imagination on the train, just as Wonka did with his factory. He even goes further by borrowing Wonka's method of finding a successor, hiding messages and food, in this case the eggs meant for Curtis, just as Wonka put golden tickets and chocolate bars. Uh, Where, if this is true, though, however... Where did the Loopas go, um, who were responsible for running and maintaining the machines? Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. Wilfred mentions that whatever kept his train's engine running recently went extinct, forcing him to employ small children, as he does in Snowpiercer. Not only does this explain the absence of the Oompa-Loopas, but also um, thematically highlights the endings of both films of Children Will Inherit the Future. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it was super, I like, the first time I read through the entire thing, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Is it, is No Pierces are based off a book, or is it I just... don't know! I don't okay. know anything about it! Because I always kind of wonder if, like, subconsciously authors are 
writers or whoever kind of just like all right there so there's this theory that the structure of any story any version of a story has already been written and that everything is derivative of each other we have already made all of our plots right and we are just picking and choosing how we want to explore them but every single imaginable plot imaginable plot has already been made right so and because it's very good for like the hind lizard brain and us as like evolving to for us to be able to read into patterns but now because we don't need to do that for our own safety we now we read into patterns in weird fucking ways because human beings recognize patterns really well that's one of the reasons that we are an apex predator right is our pattern recognition oh yeah no that makes that makes sense yeah this is not so much a theory as a question i have okay specifically about cars (laughs) Like the movie cars? Like the no about vehicles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you could be talking about Thomas the Train. That's all. Those That's a, anyways, the, anyways. <laughs> There's a lot of hand motions happening here as I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. How do new cars come to be? It's in my mind. It's kind of like because like with, we see like. People with like, ba- like children yeah. versions of cars, and we like see the cars forming. Really, they can't fuck. No, I kind of, I kind of imagine it like. Remember the movie Robots? Like uh, vaguely, it's the one with like uh, Robin Williams. Is the yeah, 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 yeah. I know the one you're talking about now. Yeah, so there's a scene where it's like the the parents get a box and it's the baby and they have to like put it together and stuff like that. Okay. I kind of wonder if it's like that, but it's like an automotive, automotive like assembly scene. line. You yeah. like go there and you push a button and it builds your car. Yeah, I kind of, I can kind of imagine it like that. And what, like, is it like a the birth of Frankenstein's monster situation where it's like bring it to life? I, I think so. I, I kind of wonder. Also, they're alive. They are. Alive. So, like, what happens if you open one of those doors? <laughs> Is it, is, is there a seat and a steering wheel in there? Like, they are fully autonomous. Or is it just, like, fleshy bits? Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Or is it just, like, an empty cap? Like, I have, I have thoughts and feelings. I would feel like the engine would be, like, the heart. Or would that be the brain? The en- I don't. This is what I mean. <laughs> the logistics of living cars is throwing me off. Like, I kind of can see what how these theories can come about because then it's like you start dissecting <laughs> things and be like, wait. Yeah. It's just like, it, do they get life insurance or is it car insurance? <laughs> you know? <laughs> when it's like the way that they're designed. The birth certificate? Like, well, did they gain sentience? Or like, yeah. D- d- did humans ever exist? Did they kill us? Oh, there's like a, a theory. I was gonna say like, it's part of the Pixar theory, is that the cars inherited the earth when we fucked it up. Yeah, I'm sure it's detailed more, and I just kept scrolling past, but now I'm like, uh, someone, someone else wrote this. Jason Torchinsky's theory about cars is rather disturbing, but does explain a few things. 
It goes, uh, gets to the bottom of why the cars appear to be made for humans, but no humans exist here. He suggests that humans did once, once did live there and still do. This would explain why cars still have door handles, despite no apparent humans to get in them. The different culture, cultural clothing, and the human political references. He suggests the reason we don't see them is that at this point, humans evolved to live inside these cars, controlling them. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Uh, controlling them. Oh, like, absolutely <laughs> not. Controlling them like some sort of bizarre external suit. <laughs> That's right. Humans have developed a car-like exoskeleton uh, around our bodies. No. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why these cars are so human-like with their eyes projectors on the white screen. Oh, I don't like that oh, at all. Oh, everything about like... that makes my skin crawl. Absolutely not. This is one of those things where everyone <laughs> talks about, like, oh, like, if you could go to the future and, like, see what things... I don't want to because I don't want to know. No. Anything that I could possibly imagine is going to be horrifying. Um... <laughs> And that is somebody like that. Some, he needs to be put on the list. <laughs> that was. I'm reading it out loud. I'm like, this is not where either of us want this to go, and it's gone there. <laughs> I mean, I were, like humans are already. We're basically we're electrical impulses, pile like piloting an exoskeleton of calcium covered in meat. Um, just <laughs> like. It's already gross. Um, that just made it ten times worse, though. But just, like, the concept of, like, evolving into, like, you know, like, you now drink oil. That's what you need to survive. <laughs> uh, and you are made of metal now. That's like, yeah. No, that's fucking alchemy. Like, that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> Base materials are still vastly different. Like, that's not how we need to do things. I hate that so much. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that for days. Oh my god. That did not answer what we were asking. It just popped up like a thousand more questions. Oh, good god. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Yeah, that's not what I thought was going to come out of my mouth as I was reading. No, no. <laughs> that's, I kind of love stuff like that though. Where like you're, when you're in it and you're like reading something for the first time, and you can, like, feel yourself going, no, no, no. <laughs> but you can't stop now. Like, you're no. like, I'm in it now, so now I gotta know. But it's just, there is something beautiful about watching the light in someone's eyes die as they're, like, taking in a piece of information. Yeah. True or not. But even just, like, somebody's concept. And you can just watch them become so much more emotionally <laughs> distraught about whatever is happening. It's brilliant. It's just slow motion. She's like, oh no. Didn't like that at no, all. No, did not like that at all. If you could, if you had to live. <laughs> we're, we're veering off. <laughs> Hard left. Uh, if you had to like live in a Pixar movie. Oh. Which one would you pick? And why would it never be Cars based on this information? Never, never, ever. Um, though, if you were in Cars, what kind of car would you be? Okay. I had two questions for Felicia and I, in my haste to flip out about how weird this all is making me feel, I hit the stop recording button. <laughs> um, so my two questions were, if you had to live in a Pixar movie, which one would you pick? And two, 
what kind of car would you be in the Cars universe? So for the first one, I think I would want to live in. I think there's two two worlds that I would want to live in. Okay. One would be Ratatouille. <gasps> yes, I would love a little rat to make me a fun dish. Yeah, because it's like I know he's gonna be he's he's actually he's being sanitary. He's very he's very conscious of that. Um, and the other one would probably be Onward. Oh, excellent choice. I think if I could be like an oh, like they're, like they're trolls or ogres or like a pixie or someone, like I think I would that would be so much fun. We also deserve like an onward too. <laughs> yes. No, I like that very much. And what car would I be? Ugh. Um because I think I would probably pick well, you're picking a car. Yeah. Um, I think I would probably say uh, Brave. Oh, yeah. Um, or Monsters, Inc. Specifically, if I could be a monster. I think, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Like, like I don't want to little... be... I don't want to be a person. Just no. I don't want to be a little kid being frightened. That sounds terrible. But I would like to... Be the monster. Be a monster. Now, like, would you want to be a scare or would you want to be, like... Well, and uh, are we thinking, like, pre or post the end of the first one? Ooh. Because if it's pre the first one, fuck yeah, that's the coolest job in the world. Um, <laughs> and post one, if it's just making, like, I feel like pre-scare, I would be, like, a Mike Wazowski. Because right. in a pre-scare world, that's what I would want to do because I'd want to have the cool, fun job that is just a performance. Um, but I am not inherently a scary person and I am going to make jokes instead. So I think I would be, um, I work on the scare floor doing a Mike Wazowski type job, like being a scare handler, because that's yeah. as close as I could get. Uh, but post the, fir- the end of the first one, I would 100% be like a laugh monster that goes and makes the kids laugh to get. No, that makes total sense. Yes. I to see that for both sides. Yes, correct. Uh, and Brave, I just like Ireland and would like to be. Scotland. Is Scotland. It? it is lost my goddamn mind how dare you <laughs> i'm very sleepy um yeah like i just i like the british isles and the concept like i wouldn't last very long i know that i do not have the fortitude to live in a medieval timeline but to just i would want to show up as an adult because the right. concept of having to try to live through childhood in a time with no medicine is a nightmare um i would also make sure that i couldn't have babies because that would be yeah. a ruin immediately no yeah so maybe if i was a dude that could be like for just every day though (laughs) (laughs) but it it is true i think in that time frame it's like women were viewed differently yeah where it's like unless you were you were actually merida specifically being like i am not i'm choosing my own destiny yeah which she's a princess she can (laughs) okay so no, those are solid choices, though. Excellent. So, what kind of what kind of vehicle would you be? I think I would be like some type of SUV. Okay. I I want to be something like reliable and like sturdy. Fair. I think it'd be like a Ute, which is a thing in Australia. A Ute. Uh, and they're like the front half of like a Subaru with like a truck back. Okay. Um. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Where it's just like conceptually a little <laughs> bit bizarre, but when you get down to it, very useful. <laughs> I love that you said that I brought up the picture. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a ute. Yeah. So I think I would be something like that. Where it's like, it's off-putting initially. <laughs> but like, once you get used to it, it's like, no, I see that. Like, I get why yeah. you would want that. <laughs> I like that. I like that response. Yeah. Especially because we haven't seen one in the Cars universe. So you no. Know, like, no. Quite different. Or we'd end up being like skidoos because we're from the north. <laughs> I love that. I, it, it could be like a like the guys the the you know from this hour has twenty two minutes the old the oh uh, Bob and whatever the yes, fuck yes oh my god yes we could be the like the Bob moose and Doug? yeah Bob and Doug <laughs> we could be Bob and Doug but just skidoos <laughs> oh my god I love that so much could you imagine you'd have to you have to. I just now I just want to reach out to Devin to be like, hey, could you can you uh, make us into anapromorphized skidoo people? That or like make you a monster and me like an ogre. Oh, I can find like Halloween coming up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But y'all, you know, those are those are pretty solid choices. <laughs> So would you be an SUV or a crossover? I feel like oh, I think I feel like you'd probably be a crossover because an SUV is like yeah, that feels like the cops. Oh no, like no, an no. SUV. I'm like that's what I picture, but like a crossover is like, I mean, um, I'm you know, like a Rav Four. I was just gonna say a Rav Four. Like that was <laughs> truly my my answer. Was like yeah, like a Rav. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's that's more of the the image I was seeing envisioning. That's a crossover. Yes. I, we are so in sync. <laughs> Just like, we're right in the pocket right we now. We really are. That's so funny. Amazing. <laughs> this is why we're best friends. This is why we are best friends. Um, yeah, no, that's crazy. I just love your, you're just like, <laughs> what movie would you be in? And what car would you be? <laughs> I would love to tell you that I plan any of the shit that comes out of my mouth. I am also surprised <laughs> when I say it. So like, I'm here with you because it comes out and I'm like, shit, that means I also have to answer it and I have not thought this through because I don't know I'm going to say it. At least we can bounce off each other so it's like while we're looking it up, <laughs> the other is looking for their answer as well. So uh, write in. What, what, what Pixar movie would you live in? And what car would you be in the Cars universe? Yes. Please tell us. Please let us know. We need to know. Uh, be as, as vague as you want. It's just like <laughs> a crossover. Um, an SUV. Or you could like be like Ben. I'm going to ask him as soon as we leave here and I will let you know what he says. Because um, he's going to give me like a specific year model of the vehicle he is. I guarantee it. Yes. Uh, and like a trim level. Like he's going to tell me, no, it's this version of the this from this year and this body style because he's a psycho <laughs> car people. And I, I'm never telling them that I said, actually I will. It's a good way to jab at him. Um, car guys are the horse girls of men. Oh, they really are. Right. 
Like, I, I've always found it to be a superpower when people can just pick up on cars right away. I'm like, well, they're make and model, and I'm just like, how? Ben can look at the headlights of a vehicle and tell me what kind of vehicle it is. Amazing. I could never. I could never. And it's like, no. That is just simply information that will never live in my brain. I'm like, that's a GM, and it's blue. <laughs> like, that's that's the extent of my car knowledge. And, like, sometimes, like, it's, if it's a car that I really like, like, I'll yeah. remember that. Or, like... I can, like, kind of tell, like, what type of vehicle it is. But, like, specific years or even, like, specific models and stuff. Like, those are too similar. I don't know. Yeah. And I'll get them confused all the time. But, no, like, Ben will be like, no, that's a long box fucking uh, square body. It's from 1985. That one's a GMC. This one. And it's got 18-inch wheels on. I'm like, why do you know all of that? You looked at it for 10 seconds. (laughs) He would kill me because there's... I would be like, that looks like Bumblebee from Transformers. And he would give you the specific make and model of the car. (laughs) Which I appreciate. I really do. Because I I don't know. I know nothing. I'm better now. I think just by proximity and osmosis, where it's it's in my house all the time. So I have to learn it now. You would think he would pick up on some of the weird shit that I say. But I think he just tunes me out because I I only come to him with nonsense. It's actually very funny because he'll be sitting here getting stoned playing video games and you can just hear me down the hallway and as soon as I get to the door he just pauses it and he's like what? I'm like I have nonsense. He's like I know. (laughs) Spit it out. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me what you're not or show me whatever you want to show me. Just just begrudgingly fine with it but like not excited. (laughs) Then it just lives in your head, right? Free. Yeah. Until you. The like, but thing. that's the thing, right? It's like I have. It's like I have to spit it out. I have to spit it out. Um. And I'm really terrible for when we're. It's like he's trying to go to sleep, and I have insomnia, <laughs> and like the like twilight hours, it's like I've lost my mind. So he is actively trying to sleep, <laughs> and I am just yapping away with my bullshit. And he's like, "Why? It's." it's 1am <laughs> please shut up because <laughs> it's always like if you had to wear pants made out of a non-fabric material what would you pick and he's like it's midnight shut up <laughs> like a what's wrong with you and b why do you want to know right now it's pillow talk. Yeah. It's very romantic, this this moment between us. He fully, like, was just told me to fuck myself when I asked him if he would love me when I was, if I was a worm. I literally was thinking, like, <laughs> what did she ask? She must have asked. I 100% asked, are you kidding me? And he basically was just like, fuck you. And it was like the extent of the conversation, which, fair enough. I think about that sometimes if I would ever ask my partner. Oh, I ask him absolute nonsense on the regular. Sometimes I'll just come in and be like, look at I found a live on TikTok. It's just raccoons, which I did find the other day. And I was like at openly crying a little bit about it. Um, and it was just this woman who feeds a flock of wild raccoons and then videotapes them when she puts food out for them. It's amazing. But there was like 35 raccoons. But it's kind of like it's like reverses like for like you're taking in the knowledge of the cars 
I don't think he's thinking of the knowledge no. or anything. But it's still, it's like you sharing yeah. something that you love or like... And it's not that he does not come to me with nonsense occasionally. Of course. Um, I What comes to mind is I was sitting in the bathtub <laughs> with a bowl of peanut M&M's and a very large glass of rosé. And he kicks the bathroom door open. <laughs> Because he is, I, I, he's like, I'm putting on a detective movie. He's like, I'm having a bath. I do not want to watch this detective movie. I do not care. <laughs> and he kicks the door open. And he's like, Gary Busey is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> and then I, I cracked up because it was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> he's like, that's all I wanted to tell you. And then he closes the door. Amazing. And then comes back. Roughly nine minutes later, while he's dead. <laughs> Great. See, it's it's your questions, but just like while you're doing something, you know, it's like yeah. reversed. Absolutely. I love those TikToks or something or videos where it's like the partner is taking a bath and the guy is just like in there because he wants to be with her or something. Yeah. It's like there's the one video where he's like singing tequila. Oh, I love that video where he's like doing karaoke of tequila. And she's like just trying to have a bath. Those are the types of like, because the couple videos are kind of scary. It's like, yeah. oh, like that's not a prank on your wife. That's you're abusing your wife. Yeah. Whereas like shit like that is funny because nobody's getting hurt by it. She's just like, why are you here? And it's just like you you can see that he just wants to be with her, like in yeah. the same way. I mean room. it's like he's being with her in a way that's annoying. <laughs> but it's, it's funny. It's and it's not like harmful. he's he's not doing he's like, oh I'm doing this to like be annoying to you because I yeah. love you. Not be annoying to you because I'm a dick. And Yeah. I, I hate some of those prank videos. It's like this isn't a prank, it's just you being abusive. Yeah. And you're trying to get a laugh out of it. The one that got me and I would burn the world to the ground probably was this guy i was like oh you know i gotta teach my girl lessons so i'm gonna i'm gonna like i'm gonna prank her by destroying all of her makeup oh i think i've seen because that like one. she's like he's like i was sick of her being being left on the counter and i was like maybe talk to her like a grown-up yeah. or you know you fucking psychopath get her a basket like fuck off or it's like the reverse. I saw, I saw the one video of the, of the woman who erased her, her boyfriend's entire, like, NBA game. Like, just completely, like, erased it. Yeah, it's one of those things, too. Like, I even hate it when it's like, the oh, like, I'm going to smash his PS4 because I bought him a PS5. Don't do that. No. Because even if you bought him a nicer thing, like, there is saved files. And, like, there's shit on there. Yes. And also, don't break your partner's stuff. Yeah, that's not a joke. Ever. Ever, ever. It doesn't matter if you've bought them something new or something, like, more. It's, like, don't touch my things. Yeah. Because I would never do that. I would never do that to you, so I expect <laughs> that you would never do it to me. So there's definitely, like, the, the fun pranks, and then there's that, where I'm like, ew. Yeah, gross. Don't be that. Don't be that guy. Do not do not be those people, Ever. Because if you, if you, the funny thing about it is your partner having a bad reaction to it, then it's not funny. <laughs> no. If the funny thing about it is like, everybody can laugh about it in 30 seconds, or it's like, nobody's getting harmed, nothing gets broken, nothing is wrong. It was this, so I, somebody was reading 
um, Am I the Asshole Reddit stories. And this guy's okay. talking about, he said, well, apparently, like, uh, apparently I'm the asshole. Because he's like, I just really find it. It's like, I love, I love my wife so much, but I, it's sometimes I notice like she does all of these really cute things and I love, but one of the things that he finds really cute is when she gets all flustered looking for things. So he's like, so I've taken it upon myself to every once in a while, once or twice a month, I'll just hide something <laughs> um, and just watch her get a little bit frazzled looking for it. And it's like. And then I was like, well, that's not nice, but it's not terrible. And then I found out he's been doing it, like, a couple times a month for three years. Dude. That he is, And it's like, no, that woman thinks she's going, it's like, is, has dementia. Like, she thinks she's losing her memory. Um, I, I, I've, I've heard one, too, where it's like the guy was actually turning clocks back on his wife. So, so like, she was late for her brand new job. And just all these other things. And she literally thought she was going crazy. Like, she thought something was wrong. And turns out it was him him and his friends going into their home or changing the clocks in the car and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's not funny. That's, like, super Like, doing it one time, like, being, like, oh, like, setting an alarm for them on a Sunday so they wake up and be like, oh, I'm late for work. Yeah. And that, but then nothing bad happens. Yeah. It's like, that's shitty, but it's fine. Yeah. But like, to like actively be like, I'm going to manipulate you into thinking that you do not understand time. Yeah. Cause like, I think it, one of the things that also pissed me off of that story was like, he would make her late for their date and then get mad at her. I'm like, you're being abusive. You're being a dick. Yeah. It's like, oh, like you're just making her feel crazy. Yeah. So that she is not looking at the other giant red flags. Like, am I the asshole? It's like, how would, yes! you, how would you read the title and then, like, say it out loud? Yeah. <laughs> how about somebody does that to you for a week and you see if you think that person's an asshole? <laughs> I think my favorite one right now is, like, when, when people are, like, cracking the eggs on their partner's head. It's like, oh, you look, you're helping. But then sometimes it's like... That was a little too hard. <laughs> uh, I did see a video earlier today. Um, and it was like these guys and they had a carton of eggs and a, a bottle and they're standing outside like by an alleyway. Yeah. And they spun the bottle around and whoever the bottle landed on, the other two people took off running and the other person ran to where the carton of eggs was and was trying to like throw the egg at them at a distance. <laughs> and he smoked this guy in the head <laughs> with this egg from like a solid, like, 30 feet. Like, <laughs> threw it like a baseball. Oh and just God. smashed this egg into this dude's head. And I watch... Have you seen the slide video? No, I don't think I have. Oh, my God. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but, yeah, just crashed in the back of the head with this egg. And you could just hear it. <laughs> oh, goodness. I will show you the slide video after okay. we're done recording. Because I will not be able to stop laughing. I can tell you about it, what, but yeah, it's better to see it. Basically, it was a on-duty police officer, and I think in Boston, going down this slide in a way that I cannot describe to you because I have never seen a person do a slide more <laughs> wrong. <laughs> it's it's so good, and I laugh. I could watch it for hours and just laugh. 
he sounds like a can of Coke being released <laughs> from a very old vending machine. Oh my god. Because it's this metal slide, and you can hear him coming down for far longer than you see it happening. Like, it is as if he's, like, rolling around like it's a laundry machine. Like, it is... Oh, I can't wait. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, my feed right now is, uh, like, Korean lunches. Where it's, like, it's actually, like, I think they're in one of the universities, so it's, like, I'm actually lining up to, like, dish dish out the food. I'm, like, this looks so lovely, and it's, like, North America's doing it completely wrong with their lunches. <laughs> like, anywhere. I remember the first time I walked into the lunch when I was in exchange when I was living in France. Because lunch is mandatory. You had to, like, sign in with your student ID. Oh, wow. Um, And you had to have, like, a valid excuse to not go. <laughs> Uh, or opt out, like, actively to, like, if you're... Yeah. Weren't gonna do the lunch program. Um. And I was like, that's fucking weird. It was also an hour and a half long lunch break every day. What? Yeah. Wow. My classes ended at five o'clock, but an hour and a half long break in the middle of the day. Um. But so, like, the first time I walked in to get lunch, they're like, hey, they're like, you walked in, you showed them your ID, there was a hand-washing station, and then you turn around the corner and you grab a tray... And it was like, okay, there's milk, water, juice. You grab one of those and then you move to your fruit station and you pick whatever fruit you want. And then you move to a bread station, you pick whatever breads you want and you grab some, a mix of some hard cheese and some soft cheese. And then there's vegetables. And then you go to the hot lunch portion where there is like a rice or like a carb side dish and a meat dish and a hot vegetable dish and like a salad section um, and there's like yogurts and granola and then there's like a dessert thing and you like get this whole huge ass tray of food wow. that you go then sit and eat. Like That's it was so like, nice. it was a full, so lunch is the biggest meal in Europe. Okay. Typically speaking, UK less so, but in like Western Europe because they don't eat till a lot later in the evening. Okay. So you eat a really big lunch yeah. and then you have like a lighter you might have like an afternoon snack and then a lighter dinner because you're not eating, you're not finished dinner. It's like nine 30. But yeah, the walking into that from packing a lunch or going and getting fucking French fries that I had to pay for. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Just a whole, whole new world. Mm-hmm. What kids cartoon do you think they should bring back? Ooh, hands down. Uh, gargoyles. Yes. They, they absolutely need to do a Gargoyles. Uh, apparently, uh, I can't remember his name. He um, directed the first two Thors. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Yeah. So appar- there is a rumor that he wants to do a live action Gargoyles. Okay. Which, depending on how you do it, could be really great. But um, I, I definitely would prefer like a whole revamp, a whole new s- season. Of the animated gargoyles. <clears throat> nope, I love that. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant choice. Thank you. What would yours be? Cyber Six. <gasps> yes! Oh my god. That show was ahead of its time. So revolutionary. So, yeah. And just like, as a concept, the fact that it was on in the time frame that it was on, and it was just like, it was dark and weird and queer as fuck 100 percent. so, so good. good so so good 
it was definitely something that I felt like maybe I shouldn't have been watching, just like my age range at the time. It's like, oh, is this kind of like just a little sneaky, like <laughs> a little spicy, a little spicy <laughs> for little Felicia. Yeah, <laughs> but that's when, like, I think like they could do so much with yes the storylines and like the character points that I think even now like, could be explored in a really beneficial way for like the climate of the world as it is right now. Yeah. No, that's a fabulous <clears throat> choice. Side note is just like gargoyles in general. In general, we need to start putting them back on buildings. We do. Uh, I am so sick of these plain glass skyscraper bullshit. So boring. How much is a gargoyle? Like, not that much more than money. Like, you're it, it can't be that expensive if you're building an entire building. Just throw a fucking stone dragon on it. Like, I don't care. I have um, a friend of mine from the Heroes of Forge group went on vacation uh, at another part of Spain. He was showing me, like, a lot of the, the buildings, and they... Almost a lot of them have gargoyles on them. It's it's Catholic chemistry. Is what it yes, is. but it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. and it's so dark in the in the most spectacular way. And I'm mm-hmm. like, we need more. Yeah. And plus, like, Elisa Maza, Elisa and Goliath were probably my first ever ship. Before I ever really realized, realized what you were doing. Yeah. Like they gave me feelings, and it stuck with me till now. And then it's made me very happy to find, like, a very, very niche <laughs> part of, like, Tumblr that agrees. Which is just, is monster fucking. <laughs> Here we are. I found out, because I've been, like, watching all of this stuff about Baldur's Gate, and I did not buy it this paycheck. I'm going to probably buy it next paycheck. Yeah. Um, just because I have to, like, I have to get Arya's back to school supplies. No, that's important. I was like, fuck. Next paycheck. Okay. However, I did see that it is possible to romance the Cthulhu monster. Yes, I've been seeing that as well. Fuck off. Are you kidding me? It's just the way it happens. I'm just Just like like the gentle rub of the facial tentacle. I'm in. (laughs) I also, I sent this to you earlier about the the threesome that you can have. (gasps) I didn't watch it yet. Okay, never mind. I will not tell you anything else about it. That's all I need to know. But, like, there is, there is, there is a why choose aspect depending on some choices that you make in the game. I also really love that you can just pick your own dick. Yeah. That's nice. Love that as a mechanic. I'm very excited when it's finally released for, for PS5. So they fixed the bug of, because there was a bug going around, of gnomes when they would jump off of things, for some reason, their underwear was not <laughs> catching. So, like, if, like, there's things and stuff move, you would just all of a sudden see gnome dick. <laughs> so they fixed it so that the underwear doesn't phase out occasionally. That sounds like a Scanland tr- a trick. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. It's gonna be a good, stupid, amazing time. So we will do a full, more in-depth discussion about Baldur's Gate when we both have been able to play it. Yes. It'll be September. I'm going to be terrible at it. I'm going to fully admit that right now. Because <laughs> I'm really bad. But I need to fuck that twink. You 1,000% need to. Um, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, you have not been paying attention to the advertising. Because it is very clear which one I am speaking about. <laughs> And with that, we're going to take a quick break. (laughs) 
brought us back early because I just said something that ruined Felicia's day. You made my day and ruined it all in like all in the span of an hour and a half. I'm just like firing at all cylinders right now. Because I was like, oh, we'll we'll do another quick check-in and then I gotta go cook dinner because it's evening time here. Um, so I was like, oh, like, do you have plans? Because if what if not, I was gonna let's, she can save for dinner. Um, I was just like, yeah, we only have leftover lasagna, and I said gross because I fucking hate lasagna. And she's like, oh, I don't have it very often. I was like, I don't want to eat pasta cake. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> it's cake made out of pasta. Ruined. <laughs> also, like, I have no interest in fucking ricotta cheese. We use cottage cheese. Uh, that's worse. Actually, you don't taste it. It kind of it's a it, no. It's a texture situation. Like I said, I don't taste it because I'm usually that person as well where I don't eat it by itself. But in lasagna, when it's mixed in, because oh, I mix it in with the sauce. Oh no, 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 no. It is. I I know immediately. <laughs> Either if it's cottage cheese, or, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, I I use ricotta, or I use cottage cheese." I'm like, "You use lumpy, watery cheese." Is my point? <laughs> not fucking interested. <laughs> Kayla's not making this better. No. I am actively, I will go out of my way to ruin lasagna for other people because it means it's less likely to be served in an event I am attending. That's fair. We had I, our, our staff thing. And guess what we had for lunch? Fucking lasagna. Were you there when they did like a lasagna off or whatever at Continuing Care? No, thank God. So it was that when we were still at 109, I think it was, everything was kind mm. of wrapping up. So they decided, like, I don't know who came up with it, but they, like, let's do a lasagna competition. I'm like, I like my mom's lasagna, and that's it. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know what ingredients you're using. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, no. I just, I can't do other people's lasagna. And it's, like, it's very funny because I've heard from a lot of people my mom makes a very good lasagna. And I still fucking hate it. Right. I've had, like, from, like, Ben has ordered lasagna. Like, it is actually very common for him to order lasagna places. Because I will not make it. Lasagna will never be made in my home. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way he can get it. Yeah. It's like, you gotta find somebody else to make it for you. Whether it's a restaurant or a friend. (laughs) I don't care. Because I'm not making it. I will make him a steak. And I can't eat steak. I can technically eat a lasagna. Still won't make it. It's fucking gross. That's fair. I mean, everyone has a preference. I'm trying to think of something that I would not eat. Sounds funny. I don't like tomatoes. Okay. I like tomato sauce because it's crushed up together, so you can't... It's the texture of an actual tomato that I hate. I only... I'm very picky with tomatoes. Because I like tomato-based things. Like, things made out of tomatoes. Tomato-based sauces. Like, Mm. that's all fine. Like, ketchup, love tomato soup. Totally fine. I, tomatoes have to be so very, like, ripe and crisp, and they can't be squishy or soggy. I just, like, shiver and I'm so grossed out. Mm, I'm okay with, like, a cooked tomato that's, like, a little bit thicker, but it's the moment, like, it's squishy. Ugh. It's so gross. I can't do it. And almost nine times out of ten, the things (laughs) I don't like are never taste things. They're texture things. Yeah. That's exactly right. Even yeah. like like actual raw sushi, I can't do it because the texture of See, it. I love the texture of it. Really? I love raw sushi. Love it, love it, love it. No, I can't do it. Um, But I don't like pears. Oh. They're grainy. I feel like I have dirt in my mouth. I could see that with, 
with certain pairs, like the ones that I, I try to get the most firmest one because I like it harder. Yeah, and even then, it's like it is the texture of the flesh is like it's great. <laughs> I'm not. I'm using the right term. I know. I know. It's just. It's just hearing it. <laughs> we have gone so far off the rails. Um. The point is, it's a, the texture of a pear. Yeah. Even a like really firm, like very ripe one, where it is, it's grainy. <laughs> No, I can see that. I, I can, like, envision it in my head. I don't eat it very often, but I do like apple pears. Those are pretty good. But You I just ruined a perfectly good apple. I I don't know who made up made it up, but... No. <laughs> I have some strong opinions about this, apparently. Oh, I saw a video on TikTok where this guy was eating a banana, but he was eating it with a spoon. Like, he... Absolutely not. Yeah, I was like, even though he ate the spoon, though, it was like, he was like licking it. I'm like, well, no, all this is wrong because you don't want to look like you're eating a dick. You have made it ten times worse. A <laughs> hundred times worse. Because now you are actively drawing attention to the fact that you are eating a banana. And that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah. Is the fact that you were eating a banana in a way that is so unhinged. Um. That I'm less concerned about you being potentially holding a phallic item near your face, as much as I am, a, like, concerned you're going to wear my skin as a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, like, you're going to bury my bones in your fucking yard. Like, that's this energy. While you're eating a banana with a spoon. <laughs> Get away from me. That is horrifying. <laughs> Well, this has been a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> this went just like off the rails, but in the best way. Yeah. We had a good time. We did. It was a good good conversation. Yeah. We, start, yeah. we started happy. We went a little dark. And then now we're just like unhinged. And we even got, we weren't super horny. We got a little horny. A little and we bit. did get to mention monster fucking, which is always a staple of this podcast. Oh, it's just going to get worse by October. I was going to say, like, we're, this is like a very casual lean in to spooky season because I, we need to have, can we do an episode? I don't know how much Omegaverse fan fiction you have read. I have not. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to be doing a full explanation. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be teaching you a full lesson. On Omegaverse and the tropes there within. I think we need to do like a live reaction of a very specific fanfic you want me to read. I can find some excerpts that I'll send for me for you. Yeah. But I think there is like because there's gonna be terminology in it yeah. that you will not know. Okay. And like dynamics of things and like why things are the way they are. So it will be a lesson and a reaction of some like real PS de resistance. Perfect. True. Omegaverse fan fiction. Okay. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I will not Google anything. I'm going to go in completely blind. I am a little until, bit... Until Kayla tells me to read something. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit concerned about having to say some of this out loud in that will be released onto the internet <laughs> with my own voice and mouth. We'll just get you, like, the, the ghost face. <laughs> It's a voice changer. You'll never know it was me. 
<laughs> oh, this is really exciting. I'm so excited. Oh, this will be so much fun. So if your favorite thing is us being weird and horny on MAME and talking about weird sex stuff in fandom, this is going to be the episode for you. Because that's all Omegaverse is, is weird sex stuff. Mark your calendars for spooky season. Yeah, baby! <laughs> and with that, I think we should just close the episode. I think we should just close the episode there. I think that's perfect. So you can find us on Twitter, uh, nerdy underscore north. Face- it's X now. Ugh. Fuck you, Elon! It'll still be Twitter. <laughs> I don't give a shit what he says. When I share a, a link now, it says x.com. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm d- distributing porn. That too. But I'm like, I hope that a porn site just like comes forward and sues him. Because I think that'll be hilarious. Mm-hmm. That has to be copyright- copyrighted. But um, you can find us on the Metaverse <laughs> on Facebook at uh, The Nerdy North. And yeah. Thank you so very much for tuning in. And well, until next time, nerds. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Stay nerdy, guys.